0: Welcome to the Powers of Mind Hour. I'm Brother Malcolm. I am with you today, live. I am sharing insights on what I do. What do I do? I share insights on a new way to think and live. I discuss Enlightenism as the greater power. It's an adventure into consciousness. Heal your own consciousness. Heal yourself from the pain that you have caused yourself. Understand that there's a new way to think and live. The hour is now. The moment is now. And that moment is enlightened. So, welcome to part three. Become who you were created to be. Become who you were created to be. Claim this great power by releasing yourself from the clutches of toxicity or toxic beliefs and values by using a new system of thought. Pretty straightforward. Release yourself from toxic beliefs and values. Do the work. Make a commitment to yourself. This broadcast is about sharing enlightenment insights for, that help you to awaken your mind to discover that there is a greater power in you, and a greater power is unconditioned consciousness. It's where you hold perfect and complete, colorless, spaceless, and forms. This is the way. This is the way the truth and the life is through you. This is your own truth about who you are. When I have some conversations with some individuals who, who are really, really committed to toxicity, when I say committed to toxicity, committed to a system of thought that you believe because your ancestors, your great-grandparents, parents, and so forth, did certain things out of life so that you could, could think of yourself as a free person, as a person that's empowered and not recognize that the tools of yesterday are not the tools for today. This moment requires its own tools, its own approaches to life. We cannot rely upon something that happened in the past to awaken ourselves to the greater power within each one of us. This is something that is new. It's a new system of thought. It's a new way to think and live. And we do not have to follow into a pattern of thinking that, that use a system of thought to say the only way that you can change things in your environment is to convince other people to see your pain, to feel your pain, to see, your, to see that you're in pain. That, that's not what enlightenment was about. We're not taking that approach to say to someone outside of us, this is what I'm feeling. I am upset. I am angry. Well, I think that anyone outside of you would say you had a good reason to be upset. You bought into a system of thought that's victimized you. So you should be angry by using a system of thought that causes you to believe that you are such and such a person based upon the societal labels of race, color, gender, age, religion, and status. And when you recognize this about yourself, then you can make a commitment to do something different. You can release yourself from the dungeon in your mind. It's telling you that the only way you can do something is the way that somebody else did it before you. And that even though it didn't work, we have to continue doing the same thing. So if Martin Luther King Jr. marched and had nonviolent protests then this is what we need to do in the 21st century in order to get freedom. We need to use some outdated things, outdated in the sense that it was for that generation, that generation of people that used those tools to express uh, their dissatisfaction with what was happening in their lives. Enlightenism is to say we're not building a foundation based upon the practices of those before us. We are using a new system of thought that's different. We're thinking differently. We're acting differently. And we understand that power is consciousness, unconditioned consciousness that we can use to empower ourselves to understand that we can help ourselves. You can unlearn that which you have learned from others. But when you become a defender of your own victimization, that you think that because you have now read about some, some people that people are quoting every day, that somehow you think that that's going to make you erudite enough that you can free yourself because you're able to talk about the great philosophers and psychologists and sociologists and so on. And so on. You read some books. And so now you think that you're in a position to understand life. Without understanding yourself Someone was so impressed Heard on television said that this person Was quoting Plato On on many different occasions So she thought that just by him Quoting Plato That that made him an important person In her life Because she hadn't heard a lot of people Quoting Plato So it must mean that the person Is erudite Very intelligent and not understanding is understanding that when you live within the, the, the limited thinking of Plato, then you limit your thinking. You become less than the person that you are talking about. You are giving this person powers that they did not possess when they were alive. You are now listening to what others are telling you about what means, what wisdom means, what intelligence means, what freedom means coming from some other person and you want to live within the limitations of that person's mind. You cannot live within the limitations of another person's mind. You were born to do, that's what you were trained to do, to live within the limitations of another person's mind, of the group thinking mind, minds I should say. And then when you recognize that you want to do something about it, you're so committed to it that even when you hear insight, Someone was telling me uh, a story the other day that they had a conversation with someone and they were they were explaining to the person about how changes occur within the world. The person understood very clearly what the person was talking about and wanted to move away from the subject. But that doesn't mean that you understand it. It doesn't mean that you understand the origins of the things in your life. For example, the origins of racism, the origins of oppression, the origins of victimization, as that exists in your life, and that you feel free enough about your own thinking to talk about it without what? Anger. And this is a very uh, delicate broadcast today because anger is something that permeates the minds of those anyone who believes that they have been victimized by another person, whether it's in a personal one-on-one relationship or whether it's in a group relationship. You think that you've been victimized. Well, you cannot do anything with anger except let it go. And when I say let it go, it doesn't mean that you let go of your understanding of what produced the anger in your life. But now that you know what produced the anger in your life was the way you had been taught to think of yourself and to give power to other people who could make you angry based upon policies, laws, that someone could uh, create and promote and therefore cause you to be angry, based upon what someone is telling you. you. Then you become a victim. That's what a victim, victims are born, to dwell in anger, frustration, because the anger is coming from the accepted fact that you lack the power to overcome the oppressor, oppression and things happening outside of you. That the things happening outside of you are causing you to be angry, but you don't have the power to overcome it. And enlightenment is saying you do have the power to overcome it, doesn't mean that you you can look at a situation like George Floyd and say that you may not initially feel some anger about it, even if you're working on Enlightenism. And even if you're looking at it from that perspective, but you cannot keep it. You cannot hold on to it. You know where it's coming from. And that's what I wrote about in the New African American Man in the the 21st Century Insight It's what prompted me to write book in the first place, is that you see something and then you respond to it. And then you become angry and include yourself in it. Then you become victimized by it. And now you have no way to do anything about it except what you have read and heard about that your great grandparents did. And now you think that this is the approach. It cannot be the approach. You cannot have thinking, a thinking mind that is limited to the thinking of others because then you are not thinking. You are living in the limitations of someone else's mind, someone else's thoughts to quote Nietzsche, you're living in Nietzsche's limited mind. Just using him as an example. And the same thing with all of the others. So when you recognize that you hear something, an insight, say you could do something better, you it can make it can be made clear to you. So clear that you can accept it. Then what happens? Then you begin to argue with yourself. You began to distrust yourself. You then began to rely upon what you had read, all of the history that you've learned about how other people. You can read the history about the people around the world. You can read Karl Marx. You can read Stalin or anyone else you want to read about people fighting to have power and people fighting to overcome the power. So you can read all of those things, and that becomes your thinking. That becomes your model that you use it because it's been used before. And since people believe that they have made progress, why not continue to use the same model? Why not become a defender of oppressive policies? Why not? Why why not listen to everyone to tell you all of the misinformation that that somehow your mind has been captured? Years ago, so that you're now pliable enough that anyone can tell you anything and you believe it. This is what this is what the message is. Is happening to people in the United States of America and around the world. I live here, so I'm talking about where we live. So someone tells you something about COVID-19, you can't think on your own. You're listening to what other people are telling you, and and the story and the information changes daily. But the one thing that's not changing is that you are afraid and you want to be obedient to what they're telling you. Even though it's illogical, it doesn't make any sense at all to you and your own mind. But everyone else is thinking the same way and you want to be a part of the group. You want to believe that anyway, that you can get all of these vaccinations. i said this on another broadcast. You can get all of these vaccinations, and they tell you it's 99%. They have 99% sure that it's going to work. And you get it, and you say it works. And then in the next breath, the same people that told you it's 99% effective, another group that's connected with those people tell you, but you need to wear a mask. And you say, well, why? Because we're all afraid. We're all afraid. And I'm saying to you, that's what victimization is about. You're afraid. You're afraid to let go of a system of thought. Even when your mind tells you that you should do it, even when everything within you telling you you need to do something different, that you have some power greater than the power that other people have been using. But you still want to have the mask on because someone says, I'm telling you this is what you need to do. Health officials are telling you this is what you need to do. And so you can't see the contradictions in the information. You can't see the contradictions in Nietzsche, Plato, and Socrates, and all of the people that you worship. You cannot see the contradictions in what you believe. And you can say, it doesn't make any sense to you. It doesn't make any sense that you were born into a world and then placed into a situation, environment so that you're, say, in the inner cities of Chicago or somewhere, and then you're suffering. You're in poverty. You're born into a neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. Your parents didn't have blah, 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 blah. And you were just, just born into it. And to live that way as someone else is born on the Fifth Avenue or something in New York City. And so they have a better life. And then you believe that this is a condition of birth, that it's a divine edict, that you must suffer, that you must live this way. You must not be able to find a way out of it except to use the information that created the suffering in the first place. You want to use a system of thought, free yourself. And the system of thought that you want to use is the one that imprisons you into a belief system that says you are aware of being the person that you're aware of being today. And you can't do, then you believe you can't do anything about it. So even when you hear the truth or the light about yourself and the great power, it's too difficult for you to accept because you're afraid. You're afraid. COVID is just an analogy that I'm using to, to express the comparison between life events that we live every day and we see all of the things happening in front of us and we are too afraid to explore something different. We're too afraid to create a new system of thought that gives you power to overcome the conditions in your life. Because only simply because... Someone has told you you cannot do it because you're afraid. And once fear someone gains control of your mind, then they have control of the fears. How does someone gain control of your mind? They gain control of your mind at birth because your parents were surrogates for a system of thought that existed in where you were born. They were representatives of the system of thought just like you became representatives of the system of thought when you became a parent. So then someone is controlling how you think and live. They're telling you the nuances of life, the things that you should believe in, the, the value system, all of the types of beliefs and values, the commandments and all of the other things that people have made up so that they can control how you think and live. And then you then you buy into it and try to find some type of sanctuary within the system of thought, so that you mitigate your own pain in your own mindset by doing what everyone tells you to do. So you have become obedient. and this just didn't happen with with COVID. The obedience started some time ago. and, and when someone is saying that they are defiant, They're not really defiant because there is, in the system of thought, there are people that protect you. You have people that allow you to say the things that they want to be said, and then they protect you from themselves. They protect you from attacking you. In other words, the people that have attacked, the system that has attacked you all of your life, then tells you, I'm going to protect you. If you do think and act the way I want you to think and act. So your life becomes lost in the limitations of the system of thought that you were born into. And then you become a defender of it, and you don't want anyone to disrupt it. You don't want to hear anything that's going to cause you to let go of generations of thinking that's been passed on to you you think it's somewhat disrespectful for me to even have said what I said earlier. I'm not disrespecting anyone. How can I disrespect someone that I've never met, don't know anything about? I'm not disrespecting anyone, disrespecting anyone. What I am talking about, just because someone used a tactic born out of a victim system of thought years ago, to achieve freedom doesn't mean that we have to use the same system of thought. I am opposed to the system of thought that produces victimization. I am opposed to that. So I'm not a defender of the system of thought or any aspect of the system of thought. I'm not not a defender of any aspect of the system of thought because if I start cherry-picking the system of thought, then I'm still in it. I'm trying to have it both ways. I want to be enlightened, and then I want to be a victim. And I want to be able to say enlightened things to other victims to say this is what you need to do. And then not recognize that the message of enlightenment is not to tell somebody what they can do, but to say that if you have awakened your mind enough that you desire a new way to think and live, then here is some information. Here's some information that you can think for yourself. You, you, have enough, you have enough natural thinking abilities to decide for yourself that you don't go into a home, turn on the gas, leave the gas on for 30 minutes or an hour, go out the door, come back in, and strike a match and not expect for there to be an explosion. But when you don't turn on the gas and you come in and you light a match, you don't expect to be blown up. That's what I'm talking about with COVID and victimization. You expect that you're going to be blown up if you don't do what the people have told you to do. I'm telling you if you don't do it, you're going to die. And that's the one thing victims are afraid of. See, They don't believe all of that stuff that they're talking about. They what That gets down to and That's how the mind is controlled by others. It's because of the fear that you have, the doubts, and so forth. And enlightenment is to cut through that so that you have some ability to think on your own. You can think for yourself. This is your life. And if you are afraid then you will continue to be a victim of someone else's mind that you cannot understand for yourself. You you cannot go back and read about all the, 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 the types of viruses and pandemics and so forth that, that people have had in the past that someone surely wouldn't tell you if you got the smallpox vaccination that you were going to, be someone that would carry smallpox, or you would be able to get it yourself. You didn't think that way. So why are you thinking this way now? Why, if if there is something in the world that can mitigate it, then why not use it? I'm saying if that's what you choose to do. There is something in the world that can mitigate and do more and take it to another step to overcome victimization. So why wouldn't you use it? Well, you would, you want to use it because you don't trust it, and you when you say you don't trust it, you don't trust yourself is what you mean. You don't trust yourself. Think for yourself because we've never been taught to trust ourselves. We've been taught to trust what Nietzsche, and what 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 Plato, and all of these philosophers and so forth have talked about life that shaped everything so that we could become the way that we are today, and therefore that's who we trust. We trust history. We trust the dead people that died before, that people turn into heroes, build monuments for, so that they can continue to propagate the stuff that the people were greater in death than they were in life. You are alive, so be greater in life. Greater in life. Trust your own thinking. Be the person that you were created to be. Become that person. That's what you were born to do. That's where your greatness is. That's where your talents lie. That's where you can do something effortlessly. That's where you are when you are yourself. It is when you are struggling to fit into a system of thought that victimizes you. You're constantly carrying around anger, doubts, fears, worries, all those kind of things. And then you recognize the importance of enlightenment as a tool for waking up, awakening your mind to some different possibilities, and then accept it as your life. It's your life. And and someone will tell you, it's your life. You go to a medical doctor, the doctor says, I think you should do this and this and this and this. But it's your life. You do not have to do it just because the medical doctor said you have to do it. You can choose to do something different. But the fear that's associated with so that the medical doctor can gain control over you, he inserts information that you're unfamiliar with, but the trust factor is so great that you want to believe it. So that if you don't do it, you're going to die. You said, oh, I've got to do it. I had a story, and I'll end the broadcast on this. I had a story, and I had a dope of I, I had some friends of mine in Oakland, and they were uh, alcoholics. And they had a uh, they had a, a story to tell, and one of the alcoholics went to the doctor, and the doctor told him, said, if you don't stop drinking, you'll be dead in six months. The person said, well, I don't want to die, so I'm going to listen to the doctor. So then he stopped drinking. Other friends talked to him, and he said, told him what the doctor said, and then he stopped drinking. So I asked him, why did you stop drinking? He said, well, if the doctor told him, he would be dead in six months. I drink twice as much as he drinks, so I would be dead in three months. So therefore, I stopped drinking because I figured that I would die sooner. Not understanding that it's two different people, the condition of the body and so forth, but the anecdote is consistent with what we how we're living our lives today in the United States of America. I'm doing it because somebody told me if I don't do it, this is what's going to happen to me. And then you can see you can see evidence in history about all the people that try to do something and what did society do almost blow their heads off. We're going to destroy the person because the person, how dare the person decide that they're going to talk about something different. You you don't want people to talk about it no matter what group it is. You don't want anyone to rise up and say, well, I'm I'm not going to let you control my mind. I'm going to become the person that I was created to be. Now you think on that for a moment. And I will be back on the air Sunday morning at 10 a.m. with some more exciting uh, information on Enlightenism and New Way to Think and Live. My co-host, Sister Carolyn, will be joining me on Sunday at 10 a.m. She begins the show, and she always talks about she has everything she'll ever need for the journey, and her journey is enlightenment, and that's the journey home. Home is the unconditioned conscience within you. I encourage all of you to get the book, the new African-American man, read the 21st century insights that I wrote about some of the things that were happening with George Floyd, the responses and a different way to think about the situation and a different way for African-Americans to take another look at how we can do things differently, and particularly men, how we can respond to life differently. We have a responsibility to do something different. That what we have been taught by others. And we cannot do it if we continue to do, do, do the same thing. So think about it. Check out the book. Get the book. Show it as a, as, a, as a contribution to the work that we're doing on this broadcast. See you Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Have a great weekend. Brother Carl. Oh. like the river I've been running ever since it's been a long